0: What's up everybody, when me and Stu started recording ourselves talking about our favorite local club, we never thought we'd have as much interest as we do, with both listener downloads
1: and people wanting to be guests and contribute. There's a lot of knowledge in the North Star Ultras about more than just the Rhinos, and this newest podcast, joining the Valiant 33 Network, is a perfect example. Personally, I've been excited for this
0: show to drop ever since the idea came up, so with great pleasure I introduce... Siri V with Scott Nevin A Valiant33 Network Podcast! <laughs> How much Mike's gonna keep in on this? What's that? Mike yeah, even, know, you always... never cuts out on the chit chat, so you gotta yeah, make gotta,
1: gotta, be, gotta be careful what you say. Mike. Don't don't yeah, say
0: pretty, anything nasty about podcast. Mike. Yeah, that guy. It's rock and roll. How do they say that in Italian?
1: Rock and roll. How do we say rock and roll? I'm not sure. That'll that'll be uh, Google Translate notes. notes for next time. All right. Well, uh yeah, I will dive in with a the intro here. Well, hello everyone uh this is the seria V Scott uh let's try again <laughs> hello everyone this is the seria V podcast uh, I am here with Scott my name is Evan and uh, we're joining you with our, our first episode here on the uh, valiant 33 network so thanks to those guys for for hosting this podcast and uh, giving us a platform to talk uh, Italian football to talk uh, talk to Calcio Scott how we doing yeah,
0: today doing great doing great. Just got the kids down and uh, looking forward to talking some footy.
1: Looking forward to talking some footy. Yeah, so just to uh, introduce ourselves, uh, introduce this podcast. Uh, we are just big soccer fans in general. Uh, Scott and I are, are, are both living in the Rochester, New York area. Um, kind of met supporting our local team here and uh, just just like I said, big fans. We want to talk about uh, Italian soccer. We want to talk about the calcio, but kind of come from a little bit of a different perspective and just kind of talk about the other stories that are going on. Uh, I love the game. Um, I watch Serie A a lot. It's any media focus that 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 the league does get. It's, it's a lot of Juventus. It's a lot of Milan. It's a lot of Inter. And it's a lot of whatever Mourinho's doing at the time. Uh, which is cool. Those are interesting teams, but we want to talk about some of the uh, some of the other storylines and really just kind of follow our, our, our curiosity from there.
0: Yeah, I think the thought is to just, you know, every podcast or news outlet you hear of nowadays talking kind of talk about those top five clubs, you know, the Milans, Roma, um, Juventus, and we're just trying to focus on maybe those teams trying to battle for a European spot or battling relegation. Also kind of, I want to dip into Siri B a little bit. Um, I know a lot of the fans down there are excited about some of the new teams coming up or going down to make it kind of exciting. But yeah, I, I think it's just, I'm, I've always been kind of a mid-market, small market type of guy in sports. I love sports and grew up in uh, Tennessee and just, you know, can't stand those people who just pick like the Yankees. I know as they're like baseball team. And I know that's <laughs> easier said than done, but you know, Me and you, I know you're a Spurs fan, Evan. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And I support Liverpool. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's kind of a cop-out pick. You guys pick the, you know, big teams. But I think when we both started following at the time, you know, there wasn't a lot of content available. You know, NBC Sports and all these apps didn't exist. And so you got a game or two on ESPN every week. And that gives you the choice of maybe six English teams.
1: Right way back in the day I we I, we had our Fox Soccer channel. I think that was like the yeah, the, yes, the, 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 be, the best Soccer. we could do, you know, kind of kind of growing up back then.
0: Um, so I've always yeah. enjoyed the money ball aspect. you would not buying championships, but sort of building a team or finding that. Kind of those veterans that might want a second chance, you know? And I, yeah. I think like both like R and YFC for that reason, too. It's kind of the developing club. So a mix of both of those things, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We've enjoyed that. Uh, So Liverpool fan, you had a lot to celebrate this year. Me, kind of, sort of in spurts as far as uh, as far as the Premier League goes. But uh, yeah, tell me about your your background. Tell us all our adoring listening public. I I, I know they're out there uh, about your kind of Italian uh, soccer history, kind of following that league.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's,
1: it's been like the big teams to begin with, you know, um, growing up,
0: it was just that's all it that was available, you know, Champions League or, you know, those highlight shows that focus on the top teams. And um, we went to Italy back in 2015, I believe. Uh, my wife, yeah, she studied there in Florence in college back, I uh, you know, I don't know what year that was. But um, so she became kind of like an Fiorentina. So when we traveled the region, you know, we went through Tuscany, Lake Como and stuff and every little town we went through is kind of, I'm really, I really am a sucker for culture and like having that sense of community. And that's what draws me to these small teams. It's like, it's not about, you know, selling shirts and stuff. It's more about that sense of community and coming together to support your club, your city. And just going through all these small towns, I'd be like, Oh, who's the soccer club, you know? And I found that fascinating in Italy, all these little towns you went through and, how how much these fans really cared about their team like it was you know their own family so yeah you know that that kind of drew me to it I read some books when I was you know preparing for that trip um so ever since I've kind of just followed the teams um not real closely to be honest that's what I'm looking forward to with this podcast is kind of committing to following the smaller teams and talking about them because we don't get much coverage you know
1: yeah yeah, yeah, I've been. Uh, that that that's Fiorentino is an interesting team too, and and maybe we'll, uh, you know, this this is our, our our first podcast. It's kind of an interesting time to start. So first of all, with the with with the league and the and the European season kind of kind of wrapping up here, but uh, we'll kind we'll kind of do some some wrap up. We'll we'll talk about some of, some of the interesting things and what, what what we like from the year, and maybe a few things to look forward to as well.
0: Well, um, how about you, Evan? Like, why why are you into? What interests you about the
1: time? Uh, Might as well. It started a long time ago. Well, yeah, kind of of like you said, um, what was available when I when I was getting into soccer, like early 2000s, that was when I was in high school and I was playing. And I just take whatever I could. So like me and my friends were were really big fans from like we, we, we were paying. Like we had one of our friends who we'd all chip in and we bought Fox Soccer Channel at his house. So like his parents had To basically sign up to let us come over whenever we wanted to watch soccer, um, we would like buy the Euro tournament package and everything like that. So we were always watching, uh, and and we got a, a little Serie A, I think it was on Fox Soccer Channel for a while. Um, and it but, but it wasn't always available, the, the Serie A wasn't, um, you know, kind of consistently available. Like di- different channels would pick it up here and there, kind of throughout my um formative soccer years, I guess. Uh, but I think what like really like locked me in the league was also when, when I went to Italy. Uh, I stayed there for like like a summer, about four months, and I was in. I was in Rome for a little while and I was in Palermo a little while, and Palermo was the team that I, I really got into That was like uh, 2009, 2010. Uh, and that was like a really, a really interesting time for for that team specifically. Uh, they had just bought Javier Pastore. They had uh, Fabrizio Mikuli. He was like a, a classic Palermo player. Uh, they had Edinson Cavani. Uh, they had Simon Kier who's on Milan. Now they had like all these players. They had uh, Luca Tony and Zicardo before that, um, players who, who won the world. Fabio Grosso had, had won the World Cup with them. So they had like all these um, players that were a, a prominent in the national team. A lot of them had been sold, and then they had like another generation of, of really exciting players um, that, that that were coming in. So that like really got me into it. I saw a match there uh, at, at the uh, Barbera too. Stadium, and that was, it was just incredible. So I've been locked in on Palermo. They were a really cool team to follow for a while, but like many teams, um, they've gone through some some trials and tribulations and, and well, found themselves in Serie D recently. But we're here. Glad, uh, you, to,
0: I'm glad you brought that up because there's some news with yeah. them on this week.
1: That's right. That's right. So we're here to celebrate. <laughs> uh, they are back in Serie B. Uh, just just won the promotion uh playoff in uh, or against Padova in two legs. Uh, and it's it's brutal. Do you know about that uh, that Serie B promotion playoff, Scott?
0: Yes. So <laughs> I was looking this up because you know I think you had told me about Palermo making a run in this, but I looked it up. It's twenty eight teams for yes. one spot. So the the Serie Serie C is in three different categories. The winner of each yep. is number one gets promoted to Serie B, and then there's one one spot, a fourth spot. And teams in each of those divisions, second through 10th place, that's nine teams. That's 27 teams total. Yeah. Going to, like, a bracket. And then one one of the cup teams, um, I guess, the cup winner, joins them. So it's 28 teams, basically like this 28-team bracket. I mean, the higher seeds enter it, you know, later rounds, kind of like the opening. It's but madness. it's yeah. <laughs>
1: it, is, it is. It is madness. It's, it's a total gauntlet. And I think Palermo, they were um, – third in um the girona c and that bought them i think two uh, they were to buy for the first two stages they joined in the third round and they still had to win like eight games i think it was eight games or four two-legged ties i think it was four so that's crazy
0: when you think about if somebody's finished second like on goal difference or something you know that would be awful
1: yeah right and I, i think the first two rounds of that or the first the first four rounds, it was the first two rounds that Palermo played. I believe they don't go into like extra time or penalties. It's just like the the higher seed win- gets the tie break. So it's an in- it's an interest it's a really interesting tournament. Um they do some some different things and it, it kind of creates like an impetus on on the lower team, there's like a built-in advantage for for, for the higher seed. So it's an oh, interesting I'm- tournament. What,
0: is- what do you call it? May madness, kind of like our march madness?
1: Uh yeah, it is it is May slash june madness for, for for sure over there
0: so, so while we're on the topic i don't want to like harp too much on palermo here but we are celebrating that they won that oh, yeah weekend. can you just kind of tell me like I, I don't you know i'm a sucker for kits i love their kits yeah but why are they so popular i guess i asked the buddy yeah. yeah like why do they have such a following in america or more all around the world i should say you know you see supporting clubs in germany england
1: that's right So our our, uh, listeners won't be able to see, but I'm showing you this is one that I bought from uh, somewhere down uh, by, by the beach in Palermo. when I was there some, some table, some uh, bootleg stand. Uh, Yeah. They've always been kind of like famous, like kit head collector items. Just cool. Just, just, just something different. And I think they really, they kind of lean into it. They've always leaned into it. So they've always done um, just kind of different things with their, with their pink and black uh, setup. Uh, It's, they're they're always really cool they've had joma they've had kappa they've had some different uh different makers uh over the years but always really cool they've they've, they've always been really popular but yeah i love uh i love those kids have they've, they've been one of my favorite ones for a long time um someone told so me yeah i've
0: got a, a lot of immigrants from sicily and stuff you know around the world something to do with it
1: yeah yeah they have a they do have a pretty big following i mean an outsized following for you know where, where their uh where their position is in the league table but yeah in uh, in and around you know B- Buffalo Rochester area here we have a lot of uh, a lot of Italian Sicilian immigrants too so there 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 is a following I, ha- I have met um, other Palermo fans out and about too so they are yeah. uh,
0: they draw well too I mean I think there was I read they had thirty thousand fans at some of these Serie C, C-, C- yeah games
1: yeah yeah they were one of the one of the bigger um, one of one of the bigger clubs in C I think um a lot of the bigger ones got promoted uh, Bari I think had like a, over a fifty thousand seat stadium. Uh, Palermo has uh, a 30,000. Modena has like a, a 30,000 seat stadium, and there are a few others who are are, are about that size too. And a few, uh, a few are promoted, but yeah, um, the Palermo stadium is it, it, it's it, it's a great atmosphere. I had a great time. The, the The visitor section in that stadium is it's essentially like caged in. So you have a lot of clashes in some in some cities who are known for uh, for kind of, you know, violent happenings and, and events. Their solution to that was essentially to put the uh, visiting fans um, behind a cage to protect them. Um, so it's uh Maybe it'll be, setup there. Maybe it'll be one of those teams we probably follow, you know, this year, see how they
0: kind of fare with their recent promotion, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, well, we I'll be keeping an eye. I, I'm, I'm just glad because now I don't have to kind of keep an eye on on three leagues quite as much. You know, I might yeah. check the standings in Serie A, C, but week week I can, I can focus on Serie B and and R now. So that's that that's I mean, nice. Man.
0: What's the best way to watch Serie B, by the way? Because I'm gonna. I don't, do I don't know.
1: I I actually, I can't remember who the partner is. I know for for C, I didn't have a Serie B package last year. For 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 uh, C, if we want to say in our our Italian, we'll we'll work on that, Scott. We'll work on our town. Well,
0: That's just the whole thing with this. Like, my pronunciation <laughs> are going to be terrible. That's part of this learning process. Is just you can make fun of me. That's fine. I'm making fun of myself. Some of the names, you know, the thing is just terrible. I'm American as they come, you know.
1: Well, we'll Front- get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know the package for B, but uh, yeah, Saracci was, uh, it was an 11 sports partner. That's an Italian Italian outlet, and I think they partnered with someone called 196 Sports, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had the package through them. I don't think they have B um, either, so that'll be something we, we update our, our, our listeners but, with
0: yeah our buddy matt um hopefully we'll probably have him on some he's a big serie b fan he follows um he's got family in Oscaly, that
1: that's right yeah yep. yeah
0: so he follow, he goes to several of the games a year he goes over there i'm sure he can help us out with some of that but i think he has a package he says he pays for but unfortunately there's not an app yeah. for, it for the tv Is unfortunate we'll find, we'll, we'll
1: find a way we'll, we'll figure it out a way. yeah figure it out we'll figure All it right. out. But yeah Ascoli was in the um in the B promotion playoff uh a, a, as well didn't didn't quite did quite break through and uh they're they're an interesting team too they actually have uh I, I think they signed or are in talks to to sign uh Pepo Wanzaghi um as as their coach yeah. kind of the the legendary Milan player brother of uh the, the current intercoach. so that makes them uh, an interesting watch in uh, Serie B as well
0: So uh, we want to kind of just give a recap of what happened here in Syria this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's kind of do a little uh, little little chat from the top down. Yeah. How about the the (laughs) battle for the top? Let's let's start there. What what did you you think of Milan coming out on top?
0: Uh, You know, I, I thought it was quite interesting. It was quite a battle. Like a lot of times, man, I'm so sick of Juve. I'm sure many fans are. (laughs) um (laughs) you know i know Inter won last year but it was nice to see that kind of that battle there the muan clubs at the end and kind of having to score watch every week i know they were saying we're just focused on our own business for for them to like they had to open you know score watching every week it just it 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 it, it, it was so interesting to me though that it came down literally to the final day unlike the english league you know
1: yeah it was a it was a super interesting league it was um I think for the first half of the league, I was like I was riveted by the league every every week. There was probably around like the three quarter point. There was a point where it started to get dull because it it seemed like everyone was just not quite wanting to to just grab hold of the league. Like Inter kept slipping up, and then Milan would slip up, and then you'd think, oh well, now finally, can Napoli finally win win, win the league this Uh year? And then they would slip up. So it seemed it kept things tight. It kept things tight, but it was just like. Come on, can someone just 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 want this and do this? Um but Milan in the end held out and uh and, and credit to them because they had a really young team, a really interesting team. Tonali was fantastic this year. Um young in a lot of spots, but then they have
0: talk about Zlatan either.
1: Zlatan and, and Giroud and in the, these players too. Yeah. So
0: best hair yeah. in the best hair in the world, man. That's Giroud. Oh my
1: goodness. He's uh, he's he's quite he's quite a handsome man.
0: So back, back when the like the peaky blonde or Claire <laughs> came out, I literally went to the stylist and I was like with the picture of Giroud and I was like, "This is what I want my hair to look like."
1: Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I would. I wouldn't hate looking like him. Uh, yeah, but I, unfortunately, she
0: couldn't change my face. So
1: yeah, I know that that's the problem. That's the problem, <laughs> isn't it? Crying yeah. to yeah. Milan. What? A, what? Who? Who did, who did you like in the running? Did you have? Did you have? If not a favorite, did you? Were you leaning one way or the other? Did you think Milan <laughs> so, would pull it out?
0: Is the top of the table?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, think
0: not, like, you, know, you try to. This this is kind of reason we're doing this pod is like, you want to learn more about. You get the stereotypes of each team, right? Lazio are racist Nazis, you know. Juve <laughs> tries to buy championships. Slash, they cheated, you know, back in two thousand six. Right. So you get like these stereotypes, and you know Napoli, Maradona, you know the old stories and the mobsters in that city. Sure. So it's kind of like you know. I always kind of had a liking for Inter, and I know a lot of Italy Italy fans don't, you know, because the story is, like, they used international players. That's why they're Internationale, right? That's right. So I've always kind of liked them, and that's because two reasons. One, I liked the Brazilian Ronaldo back in the day when he played for them. Sure. Around the 98 World Cup. And then um, with Milan, I'm sure you know Liverpool have had a couple run-ins with them in the finals. One time we won, one time we lost. Um, That's right. Which is funny, is we probably won the one we shouldn't have and lost the one <laughs> that we should have won, you know? Right. Um, yeah, that was a lovely, comeback. You know. Yeah, down three, 0 would have time come back. Uh-huh. So, yeah, kind of created a little rivalry. I mean, I'm, I certainly don't hate them, but that's a, another story. When I was in Milan, you know, my wife wanted to take a nap. And I was like, I'm going to scoot over here to the uh, San Siro and take a tour. So I got to see all the, you know, fitting rooms and everything. And I thought that was really cool to be in there.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah,
0: I've never but, been in there. I've seen <laughs> it
1: from the outside. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, well, we'll say this, though, a little off topic, but the Milan locker room had, like, they looked like space chairs. They're, like, loungers in front of each player's little cubby. You go to Internationals, the inter locker room, just down the hallway, and they've just got one bench with hooks. So it looks like <laughs> it, it was just such a difference in the way the club was run on the same hallway. I um, thought it was kind of crazy. I've got some pictures I can maybe share. Interesting. If you think
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll take we'll take we'll take a look at those. Hey, yeah. I'm, getting
0: I, I'm getting off topic, but you know, I, I always find it um, interesting when those two teams are going up against each other, the rivals in the same stadium.
1: Yeah, it's pretty neat. I grew up. Um, I didn't grow up with, but I went to college with ex- uh, a few exchange students from Italy, and they were there were a few fans of different teams, but the the guys that I was closest with were were Inter fans. So I've kind of like developed this, like kind of like love hate with Inter. Like it was fun to to cheer with them, but they were just so cocky and so arrogant about their team. It was, it was Mourinho era. So they had developed uh, a, a high level of arrogance. So w- when I watch them, like I want to root for them because it's like I, I want my friends to be happy and, and they're there. I, I still talk to them every now and then. Um, so it, it's cool that, that it's a good time for them, but you know, I kind of have a love hate with Inter. So th- this year in the last two years, um, I mean, I've been very impressed with them. The way that they they cope this year with losing Lukaku and and really replacing him and and looking like they were fit to to possibly win again, they didn't pull it out, and definitely um, cracks are, are are showing in that team a little bit, and and they're probably going to sell more. So it'd be interesting to see how they do, but but all in all, I, I think it's a, a a pretty decent achievement for them. Um, to have coped um, the way they did, even though they they kind of lost it um, a, a, at the end of the day there. But yeah, below below the Milan teams, it was uh, Napoli who at least for the last couple rounds were pretty much locked in that third spot for, for a while. And what can you say about them? Fun to watch. Yeah. You know they've they've had all this attacking talent for a while, and it's just I don't know if it's a mentality thing. I, I think it's a mentality thing, or at least that, that's what they get accused of a lot. Um, uh, but yeah they just never really never gritty. quite get it yeah. done you know
0: yeah they always seem really gritty and like put up a fight and then they just kind of choke in those big moments
1: yeah i think it was interesting this year they had uh, insigne who has been like a legend at the club and he is a legend they're, like there's no doubt about it but i've always thought he was just a a, a touch overrated and like kind of because his because of his uh, loyalty to, to to that team in that town, he's treated he's treated like a god, and and maybe he deserves it. Like he's he's their guy, but he was really starting to slip this year, and I think their loyalty to him kind of kind of bit him in the butt a bit. He he shouldn't have been the the main guy. I mean, he missed a bunch of penalties, and he just he just wasn't on on, on form. But he he just had to play from, from the start every, every match, and I think that was a mistake. So that was one thing that annoyed me with Napoli this year, because I felt like it. It really could have been their year, but oh well. I'm not the uh, I'm not the manager, and there's probably good reason for that too.
0: Well, under them, I, I think Juve
1: started pretty bad, that they made kind of
0: resurgence, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juve started really poorly, looking terrible. They somewhere around the middle, they they really figured things out. They went on a pretty good run, and then once it started to look like okay, we probably got top four here, they they slipped up a few, and then they kind of just. Let's just tighten things up here. Make sure we don't blow it. And they kind of just coasted, uh, coasted to the once they locked in Champions League.
0: I think they're going to make some sales and um, selling off here. Well, I'm sure we'll have a transfer special at some point, so I won't get into sure.
1: that. Sure, we'll we'll save the trade. Yeah, that that takes uh, that that's that, that's a whole mm-hmm. episode and it's in its own. It's a whole beast of its own. Um, but yeah, so, they've they're always involved with with business yeah. going on in Italy, so there'll be changes there.
0: And Lazio um, was right under that only a 0.8 way, you know, it's kind of gets tight right after that, you know?
1: Yeah, Lazio. Honestly, I think the next three were all interesting for their own reasons. Lazio, I think was interesting because. They had uh, Maurizio Sari and mm-hmm. sorry, he's kind of known for like his very specific way of playing, right? And it's always sold that like if you have sorry, it's going to take a little while for us to learn the system. And with Lazio, I don't know if it, that might have played into it, that that kind of stereotype. But it seemed like some, they looked, they'd look fantastic at times. They'd look medium sometimes. They'd look terrible other times. They were just kind of this this boom bus club um, all year. They never looked like they were gonna were gonna break through. But on the, on their day, they they were interesting. And then Roma has Mourinho. Mourinho is Mourinho.
0: <laughs> we got a couple buddies in our supporter group who follow Roma. Yes. It's sure, they had them on at some point. But yeah, they weren't gonna go too much detail. They know. Sure. We'll,
1: we'll let them talk Roma but yeah Roma Roma winning the uh the, the conference league good for them Roma gets uh or, or Mourinho gets the claim he's uh you know the master of Europe but Well, once again at, at every level he's, he's man I can do a whole pot about him oh yeah if something
0: gets back I mean I know he gets you know sacked and stuff it seems like she's just a name at this point if you ask me oh
1: yeah always uh, always interesting and then uh, ne- next team in the finish, fin- finishing seventh was Fiorentina. Yeah. And Fiorentina, I think the most notable thing about Fiorentina, so obviously they had Vlaovic for the first mm-hmm. half of the year. Juve bought him. Uh, he
0: See, he, I he think wanted Juventus. You know we doing this pod, man. I hate that stuff when the big teams buy up, you know, a player like that,
1: you know. Yeah. And Fiorentina is has like disowned him. So like the Fiorentina supporters have disowned Vlaovic. Like they they yes. hate Juventus. And Fiorentina they're they're kind of they're historically one of the seven sisters. And I put that in quotes because I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know if they really belong in, in in that company. And it's I mean historically Parma was in the the original kind of framing of the seven sisters, and and they've kind of disappeared for as many um italian clubs like bankrupt and sold for a buck a few times and and this and that but um so Fiorentina, they always are kind of there or thereabouts you know after they're kind of the best yeah, of the rest but type it, it's
0: cool that they are in the europa conference league now though because i know their fans are excited right. about being back in europe
1: right and i and i think the, the impressive thing about them was was how they coped with with losing yeah, um yeah. With losing lavage because I, I i thought they would just drop like 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 a rock and they're they're pretty fortunate that Atlanta had who who was the next team in the table had a lot of just a massive injury crisis uh, at the club this year. So they they might be a, a touch lucky um, to, to to be in the top seven, um, yeah. pro- partly because of that. But but still coping with uh, the loss of Bobich was, was was pretty impressive. They they were able to to, to keep pace. So a quick story uh,
0: about Fiorentina. You know my wife studied there. She went oh, to yeah. the matches and. Uh... She was just appalled. Like, she didn't, you know, she's not a huge soccer fan or football fan, um, calcio fan. Calcio. calcio, that's right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she sat like by the fans, like not in the curva, but like almost there. And the guys with her, the Italian guys, were pissing in water bottles and just like throwing them <laughs> over at the fans. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that's an experience. <laughs> she was just like, Oh, my gosh. So that's that's the sort of stuff that happens, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was in a pretty safe zone when I went to the Palermo match. It was just just one. It was one one time. I was in a pretty safe area. I was in, uh, you know, maybe a couple couple extra bucks for for, for those tickets. So I didn't see anything like that. But it was, yeah, it's a hell of an atmosphere at these stadiums.
0: So I know you touched a little bit on Atalanta. I always want to say Atlanta.
1: Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. That's Atlanta in in Rochester.
0: So they, I know they had a lot of injuries, like you said, but like, are they, did they just have kind of a quick spell of being in Europe? Was you think that was kind of a couple year thing, or do you think they're going to have a resurgence back up and make a run again?
1: That's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I think every year, it's been a while now. <laughs> how, long, how long has it been? Um,
0: since they were in Europe? It's, yeah, since, since they've, been, since they've been, I think it's I mean, been we're just a six-year run here. I think it's been every year
1: since they 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 started punching above their weight. It's kind of been predicted that like oh they can't keep this up. They they can't keep replacing these guys. They can't replace Papu Gomez and and the next day they just sold Gozins. Gozins was an amazing wing back. He was injured and then they sold him, and they just keep coping um, with with these losses. And like I said, they weren't quite able to do it to get into the into the European places this year, but boy, they, they looked like they were going to do it for a while and they, they just ran out of gas and, but, but I don't blame them. I, I think what they've done has been incredible. I would pick them maybe not to fight for top four next year. It seems like I have a hard time seeing anyone outside of the the current top four. You know, I, I could see maybe aroma pipping Napoli if their time. I, I wonder what, what, what they're going to do this year, but, uh, so I have a hard time seeing Atlanta break back into the top four, but I think they'll stick. I think they'll stick in the fight for European places. That, that's yeah. my that's my prediction for them.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of like it's kind of you know as of late you kind of think of them up there now and realize that they haven't been there.
1: Yeah, Gasparini has has worked just magic with them. So yeah, I, I think I, I,
0: I see love how you're naming all the players' names. I'm just like, yeah, they're pretty good. You know, they're in Europe. Yeah, they're pretty good, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. Kids. They're blue. <laughs> no, but anyway, these. These next teams, you know, all the teams that stayed up, these are the teams. This is going to be in the meat of our podcast, I think, because I know absolutely hardly anything about them. Other than colors, you know, a couple star players. Um, I read a book, you know, in ninth place, Verona this year. I read a, a season with Verona where this fan, very interesting book, just followed the team around for a year. Went to every single match, slept on buses and very hardcore. Interesting read if you're ever interested in something like that. Um, but, yeah, you know, like Torino, they have, like, one of the best histories in Italian soccer from that horrific plane crash um, back, was that 49? I don't know. I don't know if I'm quoting it here right. Um, Bologna, you know, I went through that city when I was in Italy. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Uh, Empoli, I, I believe they got, they. I think Zanetti, their coach now, their manager, who was with Venezia, I believe. Empoli just signed yeah, him.
1: With, at Venezia, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I, if he went to Empoli, I missed that.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think if he signed this week. He's going to be their manager.
1: Interesting. Interesting. See, that's hard-hitting news, Scott. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's what I'm here for.
1: <laughs> Sampdoria yeah, but...
0: love their kits. Is that am I saying that right? Sampdoria.
1: Sampdoria.
0: Sampdoria. Like Sampdoria.
1: they're my. I think might yeah, be yeah. my. No. No. Kit. No. uh No. Sampdoria. Yeah. Oh.
0: See, my time's terrible.
1: That's all right. That's all right. That's part. That's the idea. So. Our idea here, as you said, is just kind of follow our curiosity with, with, with Italian yeah. soccer. So that that means learning how to pronounce the names. That means uh, you know figuring out uh, you know who's who's going to stay up, who's going to go down. We'll, we'll talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Any, anyone else kind of from from this this mid table area that 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 uh, piques mm-hmm. your curiosity?
0: Well, I mean, like I follow. To be honest, um, I followed Venezia a little bit, and I know that's kind of a <laughs> plastic answer as an american um that's hey, all right uh our buddy dan i think you've met dan he's a season ticket older yeah he went on his honeymoon there i guess then four or five years ago and they just stayed in venice for a week and he's like most people would just travel around from there use that as a hub but he's like we just stayed right. for a week and wanted to be like part of the city and they went to like a game and this is back when they're in Serie b and stuff um, like the times, were like, why are you guys here? I just want to take in a, a local match, you know? And so he started following them and kind of got me into it. this is before, you know, they got promoted and everything and got the cool kits and all this whole marketing campaign going. Yeah. So I found a really, so I've been following them this year. Um, unfortunate, like they let go of the manager, a lot of disagreement. Fans don't like it. Um, there were rumors he wanted the sporting director on the bench and the owner said, no, They kind of took a different approach to, you know, who they signed, like signing Nani to come in or, uh, you know, the two Americans, a lot, a lot of foreign players, you know, Johansen, the Norwegian, but they got a couple good results and started the year. Well, you know, they were people, some of their fans were even like, oh, we might challenge for Europe. I'm like, oh, hold your horses
1: here. Not quite. Not quite.
0: Yeah. They just couldn't seem to, it's, it's a long season.
1: It's a long season, yeah. They 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 ran out of steam, but but I give them credit. I think I think they had an interesting project, and I love their marketing. I love their their logo and their jerseys and their colors. It's it's pretty cool. I think that's. I a- mean, they they can't see me right now. I'm wearing my Venezia kit right now. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, lot 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 of interesting stuff from the table too. Uh, Sassuolo was a team I thought was really interesting this year. They had that that front line of uh, Raspadori, Berardi, and Scamacca, who I thought basically should have just started for Italy because they had this like great chemistry. They they punch above their weight, and then they 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 throw down terrible clunkers too. Sassuolo was a weird team, and they ended up right in the middle. That's you know on what, the balance. What's
0: their team. history? I don't to be honest. Like I I really don't know them to be honest. Like I am well, well, about
1: them. their history. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Sassuolo from a from from a small town. They're they're surrounded by they're really surrounded by by bigger teams. Um, so it, it's it's interesting that they have been able to. They're kind of like a like a, a slightly lower level at Atlanta. Like the the fact that they're here and they've really kind of taken up residence in in, in the mid table is is pretty impressive um, for 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 them. You know, I I'm not I'd be lying if I if I said I knew too much about like their, their deep into their history. But yeah, in recent years they've they've just been an interesting team, a pretty fun a pretty fun watch too. So yeah, that's a team that I like from this year too, and I'll be I'll be looking forward to to seeing what they come out with next year. And, you know, I, I saw uh, fans were
0: bummed that Genua was relegated. I looked at a lot of their results and followed them through the season. It just seems like they couldn't score goals. A lot of zeros on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, Genoa was – they tried to trot out, like, a bunch of old dogs and, exactly. and go through a season that way. Like, there, there are a lot of names that um, fans of – you know Syria off from like 2011 are are, are, are going to recognize they had uh they had Sirigu was was one of their goalies he he's an old Palermo boy from from back in that back, back in the day when I started watching them Steraro, Krishito, Destro they had Goran Pandev start the year with them and then they 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 ended up selling him mid year and like I, I don't know if they even replaced him. um they had they had they had, a, they had a lot of old dogs and they tried to do it that way they had Shevchenko was was their coach so. He's a likable guy, you know, I was rooting for him, but yeah, they they were not prepared. They they didn't look like they were really prepared for uh for for, for a season and to to stay up in Serie A this year. They they didn't they didn't they didn't set him up to to succeed. That's for sure. Okay, you got to help me with
0: this other one. I know where it is.
1: Yeah, try it.
0: <laughs> Calgary?
1: Uh not not quite. It's it's Calgary. So
0: Cagliari. so that GL,
1: here's a here's a hot hot Italian tip of the day is the GL is like a, think of it like a YL, a of You kind of slide into the L a little bit. Okay. It's just like a signal letter. You don't pronounce it. Anyway, yeah. so that, that'll came, be for our next podcast. Uh, yeah, they the the last, the
0: last, yeah, they came down to the last day here, and they actually played Venencia uh, final match. And it ended up 0-0, and it was like, <laughs> Venencia fans were like, here you go. You guys want to stay up? We'll score zero. <laughs> but they couldn't put a goal in. So they ended up missing, um, staying up by one point.
1: That's uh, that's a shame.
0: Yeah, because they drew zero zero. All they needed was a win.
1: I think uh, similar to what I said about like Genoa, like they, they kind of did the same thing. They just they had a bunch of old dogs and mm-hmm. and tried to and tried to get through, including Joao Pedro, who well into his thirties started uh, an important match for 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 Italy. So uh, I guess he was. Um, had a decent year but yeah they, they were a team that wasn't really prepared to, to 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 really fight to stay up i guess i guess they almost did it but
0: so i don't want to get into that topic but i've heard a lot of criticism of some of these foreign-owned teams like american-owned teams um italians being like oh look they're getting relegated or not promoted things like that do you have anything to say sort of that
1: i think they'll take investment where they where they can get it yeah. i mean Italy does have a lot of interest from from foreign ownership um, because I, I think the valuations of those teams are are not quite as high as you see in England. So like that's 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 like your number one target. Germany you can't you can't break into because of uh, of the fan ownership rules. So Italy's kind of the next place um, for for investment. And overall, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a blessing and a curse when you get foreign ownership. It can be a good thing to get money in there and, and get investment, but you know, maybe, maybe you lose the heart of the club. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I mean it's, looking it's at it,
0: yeah, I'm doing a quick search like Genoa and Venencia, you know, two of the teams that were are American-owned. Um, so that might be where some of those hate is coming from. Um, and something I meant to bring up earlier about your Palermo is, is that rumor, is it done deal? Is Man City fine? Oh, that's right. That's right. I
1: have seen a few a few articles, but they're they're kind of like I have seen news like a week ago and there was something that came out like a m- a month ago and like kind of in between I'm not I'm not hearing much. So it sounds like there's a very good chance that it's going to happen. Um last last I you heard. So we'll them, see. but
0: that makes it kind of hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I have mixed feelings about it. I have mixed feelings about it. You know, we'll we'll save my my thoughts on state-owned clubs for uh for another for another day it's um it's kind of cool everyone likes to see you know your, your your team get rich overnight in uh in in, in the sporting sense but yeah i don't know I, I, especially after this year of, of getting promoted and it was really it, it just just a hell of a run um for them to get promoted kind of b- b- before any any talks of um of uh, of the purchase kind of reared their heads but We'll so see. Let, let's we'll talk see. about
0: let's talk about Serie B. You know, some of these teams are coming up now today. Lecce, I think. Can I say that right? It's Lecce. nailed it. it. B-C-E, but it's Lecce. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, they're kind of there in the boot of Italy. They were up not too long ago, I think, like two years ago.
1: Yeah, Lecce was kind of a. They're they're kind of an Italian yo-yo club. Um, they, yeah. They've had a, some some extended runs in in Serie A. They've been down. I think they. I think they were down in C. Uh, maybe six, seven years ago, and then got promoted uh, recently. Maybe maybe even D. I I'm not sure, but yeah, they've, they've been up and down. They, they you've seen them in Syria from time to time over the last couple decades. Alright, I'm gonna try this. Give it a shot. <laughs> Cremonese Crem- Cremonese, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, how, that's, how, I, I, that's honestly, I don't know anything about
0: them other than some, they have the like year and drop some results towards the end of the year. Um, they're towards the top. Um, what's the second half of the year?
1: They, um, I, I think they're a team that was in Serie A not too long ago. I might be wrong about that. Oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll look into it.
0: It's I don't know
1: much about that. them either. No, yeah.
0: it's a team I'm going to look into.
1: We're going to look into it. We're going to, we're, we're going to learn about them. And then I'm the last gonna, one, our, well, our playoff watching. champion. Monza was Monza. 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 Yeah, that's so that's that's in the north of Italy. Yeah, near, uh, near Milan. That's that's where the F one track is. Are you an F one fan? No,
0: no, I'm not. Stu, Big Stu is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look out, look out for that. Yeah. So that's uh, I've I've been in, I've been through Monza. Uh, when I when I when I visited Milan, I I, I drove through there, and uh, yeah. So that's the return of Silvio Berlusconi to to Syria. A. Uh, As owner of Monza, so that will give us some some moments, some laughs. I'm sure it will be. um, He's never boring. Uh, So that'll be that'll be interesting. I was kind of secretly rooting for them. I I don't really want to.
0: Although like Pisa, I mean, leaning towers. I think they finished third and uh, Monza was fourth and they actually played each other in the final for promotion. Um, and actually it actually was a great, wasn't there like, it was like a thriller, there was like seven or eight goals in the uh, second leg, I believe. Let's see here. Yeah, 4-3, they beat Pisa.
1: That's a, that's a hell of a match. Usually, you a, lot, a lot of times those promotion playoffs are, are tight affairs too, so that's, that's something. Yeah, so that's that's going to be Serie A next year, and uh, you know my 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 boys from uh, Palermo and in Serie B. So
0: yeah, I know a lot of it, like a lot of people are excited about. There's Serie B is you know I know they're going up to A, but like with Venezia coming down, Gen- Genoa coming down, uh, there's a lot of interesting historical teams in Serie B. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing the fight to see who goes back up slash can Palermo punch their weight back into it
1: yeah yeah that's 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 one spot my where my attention's gonna be um, certainly in Serie B that's I'm not not hiding that being a fan there. um yeah any anything else that you're looking forward to for next year? I just
0: you know it it's kind of a balancing act of I always wonder with these teams that get relegated, um, how many players they sell off, who they're bringing in, um, and how much of a fall' there'll be like Venencia and genuine like is there going to be a big drop off or are they going to try to fight to get right back off? You know, let's say I believe they went down in 2020 and they're right back up here in 2022. Um, so are, the, you know, are they going to invest? Is, are the owners going to invest in the club? You know, I know I, I'm interested to see that, I guess. Um, these middle teams, I want to learn a lot more about. I know a little bit about Ask Lee just from Matt, who we'll have on at some point. So that you know, I'm interested sure that and whether to see if maybe someone in CR- Serie Serie A, Serie A, excuse me, can maybe make a run towards Europe. That you know, like Atalanta was that team a decade ago that started making these runs. Can is there another team down there that can maybe make a run at Europe and establish themselves? Because we get sick of the same old teams, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I like. Uh, I like yeah, someone. I'm mean, who... I mean, saying that as a Liverpool fan, but. <laughs> they had their time you know a decade ago it wasn't so, so much fun but now it is
1: there you go yeah yeah i'm, I'm, I'm rooting for uh some, some some interesting action from uh from some of these mid-table teams to see if they can punch above their weight and uh and make some noise and make things interesting up uh, up near the top and uh yeah it's always it's always a fight top to bottom always interesting um business wise you never know what's going on behind the scenes with some of these italian clubs someone's always going bankrupt or on the verge of, of uh, liquidating at, at, at any given point in the season too. So always, always fun a, there.
0: I have a feeling like my goal is to maybe see, are we going to become fans of certain teams because we like the way they play? Um, I'm just interested to see from like today towards the end of the year, next year, this time next year, are we fans of certain teams? You know, I'm should...
1: not, I'm not scared of hopping on a bandwagon. Scott. Oh me
0: neither. Not, not at all. Especially, you know, we're not focusing on the, you know, sister seven, whatever you call them top five.
1: That's right. I was. Uh, I think I was. I would consider myself. A. I. I think I was on the Sassuolo bandwagon. I might have touched on the Empoli bandwagon. They. They were a pretty fun watch last year too. So, I might have been. uh you know, stepped stepped onto that one uh, a little bit here or there. So yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see who piques our interest this year. I, I hate. But, teams, yeah. I hate teams that park the bus. Look no at you, the bus. Yeah. Look at, look at you, Brose,
0: over there in Rome. <laughs> well,
1: that. yeah. Thanks. Uh, th- yeah. Thanks wrap you, this thing you, up, man. Wrap up. Yeah. Um. What, what, what are we gonna do this again, Scott? What do you think? Maybe I don't know.
0: I, th- I think we should do a. I think maybe we should do a transfer special. Maybe um oh. towards the end of the summer, and maybe like right. uh when the fixtures come out, maybe look at some interesting fixtures.
1: That sounds good. That's let, let's let's and do then, that. Uh, that. That sounds like a plan. So we'll. we'll... Oh. Meet up once or twice more over the summer. We'll come out with uh, with another pot or two for uh for, for everyone. And uh, yeah, I think as the season starts, the the plan is to uh, get going on a on a regular basis uh as uh, as the season progresses. So for now, any uh any closing thoughts? I don't think
0: so. Congrats to uh Mike on the baby of coming and uh Stu, hope that turkey surgery went all right for the wife.
1: That's right. That's the, the, that's our boys over at the uh, Valiant 33 podcast, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for hosting us. And uh, we'll talk soon. I'm going to head you. out. Ciao for now, Scott. And thanks for stopping by. All right. Mike, nice. now that you're editing, cut this part out. We're done. He's not going to (laughs) end.